to Aligned Mama Podcast. We're your hosts, Samantha Kapsick and Nikki Trout. And we're partnering up because we know motherhood is hard. Like really, really hard. (laughs) Really hard. (laughs) Get ready to equip yourself with practical tips and strategies to tackle daily trials, along with insights from expert guest speakers and relatable stories from other moms just like you. Join us weekly for advice, inspiring stories, and a supportive community of moms navigating the joys and challenges of motherhood together. Welcome back, mamas. Today we have a very exciting podcast, and it's like really, really exciting. So exciting. We have a special guest today. His name is Dr. Paul Hannum, and he actually is a practicing physician here in Troy, Missouri. I said that right, correct? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> um, we actually connected at a Troy business to business meeting, um, and I was just so excited to you know, invite him onto a podcast. Number one, get a male's perspective on a a topic that I think will hit a big um, amount of our audience members, but also just that he has the physician um, experience in education too. So um, at that meeting, the first connection we had, I said, hey, would you be willing to join us in a podcast? And he was like, of course, sure. (laughs) So we're really, really excited to have you. Um, Even just having a conversation pre-podcast today, and there's just so many topics we could talk about with you, but we're just going to settle on the original one that that we decided to go with. A lot of women struggle with weight loss, um, whether you've tried to do all the things, exercising, eating right or, or not. Um, it's a topic that um, kind of is close to your heart. I know that's something you help other women with. Yes, ma'am. And we just feel like it's going to hit with a lot of members in the audience. So before we jump in to the questions we have prepared, um, we want to do introductions. So... Dr. Hannum, um, can you please provide us an intro of wherever you want to take this? You bet. So I just want to say uh, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor and a pleasure to be here. And I'm really excited about this. So a little bit about myself. I was born in Jamaica, which is a little island about 90 miles south of Cuba, and uh, moved here when I was around 17 years old. And my dad was like, hey, man, we need to figure this out. (laughs) Um, you know, uh, money's tight and we may not be able to pay for college. And so I was like, huh, what's the next best thing? And for me, that was the Navy. And I think the Navy, uh, helped me to just learn about myself, learn about my limits, grow as a man in a, in a more structured environment where I wasn't getting in trouble with the cops. I wasn't getting, you know, uh, doing things that I wasn't supposed to do. And I was learning and growing, uh, while there, of course I was deployed to Iraq, Kuwait, came back. Um, and, uh, I was getting close to my first enlistment and I decided to, you know, leave the Navy and go to college. And thank so, you for your service. Well, yeah. thank you for your support. I appreciate that. Um, so I went to High Point University. This is in North Carolina. Uh, from High Point, I taught high school for two years, which, wow. you know, I, I quickly learned that um, teaching high school wasn't for me. <laughs> and, and that's totally fine. But I do res- have a lot of respect for teachers. Uh, after teaching high school for two years, um, I, uh, the whole time I was applying to med school. And once I got into med school, started med school in 2011 uh, at Meharry Medical College in Nashville. And so uh, from med school, um, started a residency in uh, Memorial Hospital, South Bend, Indiana. So I've just been all over the place. Uh, yeah. and, and then from there, from Indiana, I moved to Cassville, Missouri. 
And in Cassville, that's where I, I really got into what is called the direct primary care model of medicine, which is what I practice. And that's essentially a model where we forego uh, insurance by taking out the middleman. I can deal directly with my patients. I don't have to worry about time. It's not a numbers game. And I don't have to ask permission to order a test. To do what you know needs. Exactly. Exactly. And so here I am today, uh, you know, just enjoying my life. And I've decided to open House of Health here in Troy, Missouri. How did you get to Troy? Yeah, so um, we moved from Cassville to Wentzville, and my wife was working in Clayton at the time, and I decided, huh, since I'm here, I might as well start my own practice. And I looked in Wentzville, I looked in the, the St. Peter's area, and as you may know, it's pretty expensive to rent in those areas. Yeah, yeah. and so um, I also looked at, well, where is it that there are no direct primary care practices? And Troy, Lincoln County, which Lincoln County is the second fastest growing county in Missouri, um, I just decided that this was the place to start. And I had the opportunity to come and I, I took it. We're glad you're here. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Did you mention, are you, you're a dad of three? Yes, ma'am. I have three boys, a 13-year-old, an 11-year-old, and an 8-year-old. And they are just too much to handle. <laughs> We know nothing about we that. We keep it honest. <laughs> As my boys are yelling downstairs, when I specifically told them not to. Oh gosh! The podcast. Right. Um, okay, so. Now that we have your backstory and stuff, as a doctor, is there a specific um, area that you focus on? Yeah. So, so uh, more importantly, I'm a primary care doctor, meaning I see everything. However, I would argue that seventy percent of my practice right now involves. Uh, um, patients coming and say, hey, um, you know, I have all this weight on, I've tried many different things, and I'd like to have some uh, uh, medicine to help with weight loss. And so I would argue right now that weight loss is probably the biggest part of my practice, even though initially I didn't set out to have yeah. a weight loss practice. Yeah. So uh, yeah, 70%, that's a high number. Yes, ma'am. Um, so when you have, let's walk a, a listener through, like say they're relating to that and they're like, man, I've tried everything. I've done this, this, and this, and I just cannot lose the weight. What is going to be like their first steps in, you know, seeking out help? You bet. So, so if someone like that comes in my office, the first thing I'm looking at is, is let's talk about your diet. Let's talk about your illness, but more importantly, I'm also drawing labs. Let's see if there's a thyroid issue that's right. slowing your weight loss. Let's so see. There really could be women out there that literally eat the same diet or had, had would have salads and no carbs every day that just can't lose the weight, right? Oh, you bet. You'd be, you'd be surprised. Which uh, is so sad. Yeah. It is. And a lot of times it's an insulin resistant issue mm -hmm. where um, they're pre-diabetic and they don't know it. And even though they are working very hard and they're doing all the right things, um, sometimes their body is fighting against them, for lack of a better word. Yeah. So, And so doing that evaluation and getting to the bottom, is there a medical cause? If there's not a medical cause, then the next step would be, well, let's see, if, is it eating or is it activity? Mm -hmm. And then if, if it seems that that's not the issue, then sometimes it may be expectations. Yeah. I, I have patients that come to me and they're like, oh, you know, I want to lose some weight. And their BMI is 24. Well, if you know anything about yeah. BMI, you know, 24 is yeah, normal. Healthy. Right. And so, um, and while the BMI is not the best indicator, it's, it's, it's a good proxy. And yeah. sometimes, sometimes I may have to say to women, you know, um, I think you're fine where you are. I don't know that you need medicine. And that's yeah. okay, too. Yeah. Right. 
a reality check. No, right. Like, Listen, <laughs> whatever you're watching on them social social channels, right, girl, you fine. <laughs> they they airbrush. Uh oh. <laughs> Okay. What are your top three tips for women to start with at home? Like something that they can do naturally that's not going to cost them a ton of money. Um, but if they're struggling in this area, like, you know, just getting, getting started. Oh, you'd be surprised how many things we can do at home. Uh, and thank you for asking that. Uh, you know, nature has provided ways for us to do things. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times if we go along with how nature has provided it, we end up in a better place. So one of the best things I would argue is convert all your caloric beverages to water. Okay. How about sparkling water? Is that okay? Yes. Yay! Sparkling water Yay! is okay. <laughs> and, and here's why I say this. So j- let's just consider, you know, soda, milk, very sweet coffee, mm-hmm. um, a, a lot of those energy drinks. Mm-hmm, yeah. Most of the times we don't need those. Or even juice. Even juice. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, you know, juice is is in that uh, that weird area where, you know, a small amount of juice per day is not necessarily bad. But if we're drinking a lot of juice per day to the point where we're substituting it for our water, then yes, we could be intaking a lot more sugar than we intend to. And so what I say is, if you like the juice, then just eat the fruit. Mm-hmm. Think of grape juice. Just yeah. eat the grapes. Think yeah. of orange juice. Just eat the orange. Yeah. I know, if you right? like the juice, <laughs> just eat the fruit. <laughs> good I feel like that goes beyond food. Like you could say it for other things. Right. If yeah. you like the juice, just eat the fruit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, because the benefits of that fruit, it comes with the fiber mm-hmm. and all the vitamins and minerals and nutrients that sometimes is taken out of the juice because of the processing. So, mm-hmm. yes. And too, with all that stuff, so if you're drinking energy drinks and coffee, so then not only is it the calories, but then it can also affect your adrenal glands. Yes, ma'am. Then can just disrupt your hormones, correct? And then oh yeah, and then you can get inflammation. And so it's like it can go deeper, especially with the energy drinks, specifically in the coffee. You are absolutely right. I mean, let's think of just your typical Coke is full of phosphoric acid. Well it turns out that that can leach mineral from your bones. You know, yeah. we talk about just that uh, adrenal axis. It throws off your vitamin D levels, throws off your phosphoric mm-hmm. acid levels. And, and so there's so many things that goes into drinking high-calorie drinks that if you were just drinking water, it'll just be water. Neutral. And so second thing, um, a 30-minute walk, mm-hmm. especially if you have a dog, mm-hmm. go for a walk with your dog for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Make it brisk, make it constant. And, and your goal is to get your heart rate above 120. And if you do that okay. daily, you'll be more than half the way. And then the last thing. Can we uh, pause on that? I mean, yes, that ma'am. seems so subtle and so, or, so you know, simple. Yeah. simple. You know, I think some, some of us old women now are former <laughs> athletes. So that seems like, oh, that's nothing. So it's either like I go and I run eight miles or we go to the gym, we do crazy workouts or nothing versus like that's so good. Something so tangible mm-hmm. that actually is not only a benefit to your your body but also your mind yes ma'am. getting out of that your house out of like the space that sometimes makes you stressed right and having that time so i feel like we overlook the small things like you said it's the consistency mm-hmm. yes something simple and you're still you're getting your heart rate up so mm-hmm. i think that was a great point well more importantly it's free yeah, i'm right. a big proponent of <laughs> yeah. not having to pay the gym right. you know 50 dollars a month right so that you could do nothing or so that you can, yeah, that yeah. You can't get there <laughs> right so yeah. so how about we just try if you can maintain 
uh, you know, a 30 minute walk and, you know, every day, five days a week uh, for three months or more, then you could probably go to the gym. So I dare you, if you're thinking of having a gym membership, Mm -hmm. try the 30 minute walk first. If you can do that, then you're ready for the gym. But yeah. if you can't do a 30-minute walk consistently, then you're not going to do it Don't at the gym. Don't waste your money, Whether sis. Whether it's a time thing or right. a consistency issue. That's right. Yeah. I like that. That's right. Yeah. So, and the last point is don't keep your weaknesses at home. And this one's kind of weird. You got to yeah. think about it a little bit. Where but are going with this? <laughs> my weakness is ice cream. Yes. And okay. Mountain yes. Dew. I love it. Right? Yes. This is what I say all the time. That's my weakness. Yeah. Ice cream and ice Mountain cream, Dew. Same. If there's Mountain Dew in the fridge, I'm going to drink it. Right. If there's ice cream in the fridge, I'm going to eat it. Yep. And so, you know, my pregnancy <laughs> is is a lot smaller than it could be, thank God. Yeah. But my hope and my goal is to avoid the things that is hard for me to avoid in the first place. So I try not to store those things in my refrigerator. Right. You know, if I want a, a Mountain Dew, I only get it the once a month when we eat out. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Same for the ice cream. Yeah. But otherwise, I don't keep it at home because if it's there, I'm going to eat it. And I think if we all kind of extend that to our lives, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like my son, my 11-year-old, he goes for the carby snack all the time. Uh-oh. And I know the blood sugar thing, I, it's just so bad. So I keep saying, why are you buying snacks? Why are you doing it? So I need to practice that. It also made me think, too, when you said you get the one Mountain Dew when you're out with the family that once a month. Don't you see all your clients that one time you decide to like, just have one Mountain Dew? <laughs> right. And, and they all look at me yeah. with the bad eye. He said, <laughs> liar. Oh, that's yeah. right. They all look at me. I thought we weren't supposed to drink soda, Doc. <laughs> Like oh, you bet. But I also like that you still say, hey, and that is moderation. That's like yeah. extreme moderation. But that's like saying, hey, if you love something, mm-hmm. Samantha loves ice cream. I do too. Like you can still have it. Yes. But uh, I like versus always saying no, no, no to everything. And you feel like, I don't know, it's the one thing you just have to have because you can't have it. Well, life is already difficult as it is. Yeah. I don't want to take all the simple pleasures out of life. Right. Think about ice cream for a second. Yeah. It's just so good, let's, right? Let's just have like just a silent moment. Right. <laughs> you know? I, I love ice cream. Right. We don't need to take it out of life, <laughs> yeah. you know, but yeah, we right. just need to moderate yeah. how often we do it because right. ice cream is so loaded. Not only is it very sweet, but it's high in fat. And if you've been if you've been following how insulin makes your body work, insulin not only tells your body to absorb glucose, but it tells your body to store fat. So here you are absorbing a lot of glucose from the ice cream, storing fat from the ice cream, and you're just sitting there enjoying the ice cream. It's a triple whammy, you know, because you're not doing you're not using any of that calorie. So. Ice cream is perfect. I don't care what you say. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I know, right? <laughs> no, I, I've actually talked about this on a podcast. I do the same thing. Like if my kid's like a snack and that's just a weakness, I'm like, sorry, mom has no self-control with this. Like you can't have it. Or right. like the ice cream thing. Like ice cream at the marina on the lake on a boat is Great. even better. And so I get, I, I was going to say, I allow myself to get three scoops Waffle cone, I go all out, yes, but I ma'am. won't have ice cream in With the, the house, caramel so. drizzle, right? Yes, I go, oh, it's so good. Like, can it be summer? Right. <laughs> Missing you ice cream. <laughs> so, yeah, I do love that because it is a good way. And then, too, it's like something like when, when I do go to the marina, I actually do splurge. So, it's more of a extra treat, you know, right. versus having it in your house. You're just, oh, the ice cream sounds good. Let's go get a bowl. Right. She so. is good, too, if she goes to like a um, somebody's house, like a party or host a party. She will allow herself in that moment during that window to eat whatever she wants. Right. But she takes nothing home with her. Yeah, or no if she's leftovers. here, she gives right. it all away. Well, and you so. don't want to be that party pooper 
you go to someone's party and they offer you something like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not yeah, eating that exactly. right now. You know, but n- now, granted, if you are going to parties every day, maybe right. you should be like that. <laughs> yeah. But if, if you're going to party, you know, uh, just not very frequently, mm-hmm. don't be that person to say, oh, sorry, I don't eat that. And yeah. now you make everybody feel bad and you just seem like the party pooper. That's not what I'm talking about. Right. I'm talking about your daily habits yeah. because that's what makes us or break us. And that's not sustainable. <clears throat> like you can't go the rest of your life, you know, whatever you do to lose the weight, you have to maintain it to keep yes, it ma'am. off. And yes, so ma'am. That's just not realistic. Like you can't turn down cake every time you go. Right. Like eat the cake, sis, <laughs> but have one piece. That's right. Don't bring any cake home. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> you know, so awesome. I love that you brought that up. Okay, so um, can you share how hormones play a role and any advice on balancing the hormones? Yeah, um, and and this is a this is a difficult subject as a physician to talk about um, because when the layperson says balance hormone, it sounds like a simple thing. Why why can't you just balance the hormones? Come on, it's like balancing a checkbook. But but I I, I do want to bring up this point. There are over fifty hormones in the human body, right? Wow. And know. you just hear estrogen. <laughs> yeah, like exactly, what? exactly. Oh, crap. And screw. Right. Well, and the truth of the matter is, most times our problems are not caused by estrogen and testosterone even though you know the the, the media will focus on that do you have low t or you know and and now in some cases especially women who have either surgical menopause in other words they had their ovaries taken out or normal menopause and they're having just a hard time transitioning uh, in those cases testosterone estrogen uh, actually helps but the majority of time the, the hormones that we're really thinking of we just don't know it include insulin thyroid, uh, maybe to a small extent, uh, estrogen. Mm-hmm. But most times, it's these other hormones that uh, we just never think of as hormone. Um, and insulin is a big one. Uh, for example, PCOS. Many women, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes up to 10% of women deal with PCOS. I had what they called PCOS symptoms, but not the syndrome. I don't know if that even makes sense, and I, if I recall it correctly. Sure. So I even, and I struggled with miscarriages right. and whatnot. Right. And, and so... Something like PCOS is really an insulin-resistant issue, which is why uh, sometimes your OB may start you on metformin. You're like, I don't have diabetes. Why are you starting me on metformin? Because she's trying to address the insulin insensitivity. Um, And what we're finding with some of these newer weight loss drugs is some women are getting their periods back. That are that are have PCOS. So as you know, with PCOS, one of the things with PCOS is they don't have regular periods. It'll be three months here, six months there, four months here, uh, but then they go on these weight loss medicine, and they have it this month, and they're like, okay, and boom, next month is there, and next month is there, and next month is there, which is a great thing for these women yeah. because they're struggling with, yeah. you know, not being able to get pregnant or whatever the, the issue is. Their hormones are getting back in check. Exactly, exactly, and so. And so, so when people say balance hormone, it's a little bit more, there's a lot more nuance that are yeah. involved. And, and so I, I try not to right. umbrella that. Yeah. That's good. That's interesting. <laughs> um, okay. So lastly, if someone has done everything and all that you mentioned and just still cannot lose the weight, is there like a last resort? What would you, what would be your step from there? Right. Well, so, so I, I don't, I don't want to say last resort, but what I want to say is is you know establish those things we talked about consistently you know eating right exercising because you know when all the lights are done and the, and you're off the medicines or whatever that's what's going to maintain mm-hmm. the changes that you've made mm-hmm. however as you ladies may have heard 
uh, Ozempic and Monjaro, some of these newer weight loss medicines are very effective. And they do a really good job, not just with weight loss, but with diabetes and heart disease. People are having better blood pressures, better blood sugars. They're losing weight. They're feeling better. As I've said, some women are gaining their periods back. Um, And so these medicines are very effective. And at House of Health, I offer some of these medicines for weight loss. Of course, it's not just everybody goes. So your BMI needs to be above 27 with symptoms or 30 without symptoms. And when I say symptoms, I mean like high blood pressure or prediabetes, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, and, so, and so, you know, for someone who, you know, maybe just barely overweight and you want to lose that weight, you, you can probably achieve that goal with w- eating well, exercising. Um, but if you're significantly overweight, even in uh, borderline obese, um, and then, then these medicines may be something that you can uh, opt to use if you've tried just so many yeah. things and you're not getting well, the results you want. It's high risk to be obese, right? Yes, and ma'am. Can cause that. So it's like the, you know, we probably everyone in the room here, including you, doctor, we're, we probably try to do like the eating healthy route, the natural route first, right? Mm-hmm. But we all know there's probably two categories of women. There's those that have tried everything. Literally, it's not working. You know, like right. what is the risk versus the reward? Like you could probably argue that being overweight is probably more risky than right. the new drugs, and I don't know what they've st- what sure. what their studies are showing with side effects. But then there's also women that haven't tried everything that won't like, and it's not like a shot at them, but it, I feel like it's almost a personality. There's certain people that are willing to be like, oh, I heard this is good. Like we're doing oat straw uh, right. drinking. <laughs> Have you heard of that for balancing women's hormones? No, ma'am, but we'll it's worth reading. Link. Please do, <laughs> yeah. please do. You you boil, you take two tablespoons of uh, shredded oat straw and mm-hmm. you boil water and you like let it sit overnight. So when you say oat straw, you're talking about the plant that the oats grow off of? Yes. Okay, yeah. Yeah. understood. So interesting, but I guess all that to say is there's women that will jump to like, oh, I hear this is healthy, I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna do the apple cider vinegar. I don't care if it tastes nasty. I'm gonna eat right. this like spirulina algae pellets. Like who cares? Right. But then we know there's other people that naturally are not wired that way. Not to say that they can't do it. They literally just won't do it. They, right. They yeah. know themselves they're not accountable to that type of thing. Right. Maybe there's that 30 BMI person that hasn't tried everything literally. And, you know, it, it's not for her to go down all those rabbit holes. She knows she's not going to sustain it. And I would sure. say that's her right, too, to say, hey, can I try this? And maybe... And maybe you've seen this where people try the medicine and it they're finally seeing results versus trying those other things in the past, not seeing anything. So screw it. What's the point? Have you seen women that get on the, this medicine, see results, then get motivated to start getting uh, to out more. there? Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah so so you'd be surprised. You know, I've, I've seen the whole gamut. I remember this one patient. She came in for a totally different reason, but she brought up her weight. And I just, I just barely mentioned, ah, you should try, this is when keto was a big deal. I said, hey, you should try keto. Never see the woman after that. It was like a year or two past and she comes in, she's like 50 pounds lighter. And, and, and I said, oh my God, I I barely recognize you. She's like, yeah, you told me to try keto. (laughs) And in my head, I was like, are you sure? Because we never mentioned it after that. She never came back, you know, but she did her own research. She came up with her own regimen. She started cooking, just like you said. Mm -hmm. There are people who are going to try everything before they're ready for medicine. But then there are some 
they don't have the time or they don't want to give it the time of day. They have more important things to yeah, think about. Exactly. And it turns out that doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah and then good. I'll have She's the rarer one. She is a rare one. Because I'll have that one patient who wants me to give them every period, every comma and every yeah. T and every I. And I'm like, oh gosh, this is more difficult mm-hmm. than I imagined. But sometimes a lot of those patients just need reassurance. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, there's simple ways to do it. Yeah. You don't have to go count every single calorie. And, and so part of my practice, we give them nutritional counseling. Mm-hmm. And so they're not leaving without being yeah, armed really with some of that nutritional yeah, knowledge yeah. because that's severely lacking. Involve, like just eat sugar-free stuff. Oh, right? no. <laughs> yeah. Nothing more frustrating than, hey, go eat sugar-free. <laughs> right. Well, while you should, that can be frustrating to yeah, people right. because some, some people just, they're just not there, there with right. the nutritional knowledge. So we do nutritional counseling, exercise counseling, of course. We also send a list of recipes. Oh, I love and that. So you know, now it's not like super vegan or super, but right. it's a list of recipes that if you're a diabetic, if you're hypertensive, or if you just happen to be obese, it's going to help regardless. Yeah. And so, and they're, they're, they're based off the Mediterranean diet. And so most of the foods are whole, yeah. you know, and, and I think that's just a simple place to start. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, I'm going to play devil's advocate Uh-oh. and ask you some hard questions. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> no, not Samantha. <laughs> she would never. Um, so if women get on this weight loss medicine, is it something that they have to take forever? Are they going to gain the weight back if they come off of it? Like, what is the protocol in that? So say someone is thinking about doing that just so they know. Right. You know. So, so with any weight loss regimen, whether it's diet and exercise, mm-hmm or fentermine, which mm-hmm. I'm sure you've heard of, yeah. or these medicines. As long as you're alive, your body's changing. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I, I, will, I will say this. Most people who take any type of weight loss medicine, once they stop, mm-hmm. medicine or regimen, once they stop that regimen, their body will kind of naturally go back yeah. to where mm-hmm. they were. And that's especially the case if they didn't exercise along the way, yeah. especially the case if they didn't learn some of these lessons along the way. Yeah. Um, and so this is the same thing with these medicines. Most people, you don't have to be on these medicines your whole life. However, if you, if for some reason you think that, oh, I'm gaining the weight back um, and you're, you know, the, the lifestyle changes aren't maintaining it, then you may need to go back on it. Mm-hmm. And that's totally okay. Yeah. Um, but if you're learning your lessons and you're exercising while you're losing the weight, you may not get back to the same weight you started. Right. Right. So you may gain back some weight yeah. just because it's normal to, right. as long as you're alive and your body's changing and growing. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so it's, it, you know, cause you, it's not all exclusive to that medicine. Right. Thank you. You yeah. are Thank in a you. time in your life. You're yes, ma'am. You're eating out this Extra, whole yeah. season. You are absolutely stress, right. So you can't just like eliminate that one factor and say, it's just that. But like right. you said, if they're, learning one thing at a time, these certain keys and you know, that that's the end goal. And, and for you is that is the end goal to, mm-hmm. if they need to kickstart with that. Yes. And I'm sure you would prefer to see them learn all those other skills and eventually yes. come off of it. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Well, and, and my goal is always to wean my patients off. Yeah. We set a goal, a weight goal. So for example, if a patient comes in and they're 210 and they say, doc, I want to be 180. When we get to 180, then we start a discussion. Okay. So what do you want to do with this medicine? Do you want to start coming off of it? Uh-huh. Their answer can either be, oh, you know what? Since I'm 180 and I got there so quickly, let's try for 160. Yeah. Or they may say something like, okay, 
I want to come off of it. Sure. And then we start weaning off. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's, they need to go in with the mindset that it's a tool. It's not just like anything. It's not a fix all. Right. Same with exercising. Um, but it can probably help you to get your results and start seeing them to motivate you. But you do like with any type of weight loss, you have to, whatever you do to get the weight off, you have to do that to maintain the weight loss. Yes, ma'am. So if it feels unrealistic or like, this is just not possible without this medicine. That's probably not the approach you should, you know, the diet you should choose with anything you should be. Can I do this for the rest of my life? Could it be a lifestyle? Right. You know, in the medicine, a tool to help you do that. Right. But then know that, okay, I'm going to have to keep it. You yeah, bet. And, and and you're so absolutely right. It, it's it's a motivational factor. Mm-hmm. It helps you get to where you're going. What I suit my patients, um, the, I, I can tell you the ones that are not exercising based on their weekly weight loss. Yeah. Because those who are exercising while they're on these medicines, sometimes it's double mm-hmm. the wow. weekly weight loss. Yeah. So on average, a, a person who's not exercising, they're losing maybe one to two pounds per week. Mm-hmm. But those who are exercising, they're losing four Sometimes three to four pounds. Walk or is it like so? So well, any type of exercise, especially cardio and or strength, Mm -hmm. any type of exercise that includes with these medicine, I can tell based on their weight loss and their blood work is probably coming back better. I assume. Oh my gosh! See, you're 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 just you're just getting this started. (laughs) Oh yeah. So I had a patient. She was like, "Oh, I don't go to doctors, but I want to lose this weight." I was like, "Okay, well, let's start." So I like your I like your voice effects. (laughs) (laughs) If you can see it in person, it's really good. Okay, keep going. I'm gonna get myself in trouble. Is what I'm gonna do. Full show. (laughs) So so yeah, that you know, she didn't like going to doctors, but she wanted to lose the weight. I was like, "Okay, well, let's get this started." On her blood work, she was diagnosed with diabetes based on her hemoglobin A1C. And I said to her, I'm sorry to say, but you know, you are diabetic. The good news is this medicine was originally made for diabetes. And Mm -hmm. so I expect improvement on your A1C. Now, last time I did her blood work, her hemoglobin A1C was like what? 6.0 6.0 compared to 6.6 when I first diagnosed her. And the diagnosis hemoglobin is 6.4. And so, um, and so just in that three-month period, she was able to drop her hemoglobin A1C by 0.6 points, and she was able to lose the weight. And so, uh, you know, what I'm finding is the benefits of these medicine, it's multilateral. It's not just, oh, weight loss. The, yeah. These people are kind of gaining their life back uh-huh. on some of these medicines. Now, I don't want to praise these medicines too right. much sure. because some of the side effects can be horrible. Yeah. You know, nausea, vomiting. Um, GI upset. Most of it is GI. In rare occasions, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm <Right>. just kidding. <laughs> in in rare occasions, there may be some pancreatic issues or um, gallbladder issues, but I have not seen that in any of my patients. Most of my patients would experience queasiness after the shot, um, and then uh, I have one patient who was having some significant uh, nausea and vomiting. But most of my patients tolerate the medicine very well. So I, I just I just want to reiterate that. A lot of times, we need to just take it easy with our body, understand that um, our body, it's a fine-tuned machine. And sometimes we don't give it the respect it deserves. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes we oversimplify what the body has to do. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, just starting with a good, healthy respect for your body mm-hmm. and then going from there. And, uh, you know, give your body the respect it deserves. Mm-hmm. Actually, do the healthy things, mm-hmm. do the exercise, uh, eat well, provide those good things for your body and your body is going to reward you in return. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like just as a society, we're, we're transitioning to, you know, work, 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 
less play, less healthy heating, Don't less eat family at all. time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> less family time, right. you know, as long as we're productive. And while that's fine, we weren't meant to be just work, work, work right. all the time. And and that we mental- just did a whole podcast on this. Uh-oh. How did you know? <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's not us. Yeah. Right. What are well, you talking about? No. Well, I mean, yeah. I'm saying this to say that, you know, we're not we're not giving ourselves the recreation we deserve. We're not surrounding ourselves with the loved ones. And that mental aspect of it, we're not taking seriously. And I feel like we should. The brain and the body are intimately connected. Yeah. And we're underestimating how connected that is. Yeah. And I was going to say, there's actually studies done that just like speaking kindly to yourself and over your body has a huge impact on losing weight. So if you're just constantly belittling yourself and every time you look in the mirror, you're just like, I'm just so fat. Like, would you talk to your friend like that? Like your body's not going, your body's just hearing that it's fat and horrible. So it's going to hold on to that. Um, So there is actually a huge correlation with like just a positive mindset and how we speak to ourselves right. when we're trying to lose weight versus and I think it goes with that respect thing like when you're just mean you know you're not showing right. your body the love and respect it needs to does it go that. for like you're so stressed out this week do you say like you're not stressed this is easy <laughs> there's not much to do it's fine it's okay no I'm not saying I'm not saying the lie to ourselves I'm going to say that again it's fine there's not much going on we'll do a podcast (laughs) continued on the next week's podcast we'll let you know (laughs) any other final thoughts I have a lot to say yeah so take the floor doctor so um, is it okay if I speak a little bit about my clinic yeah yeah Yeah, so so House of Health um, is a direct primary care clinic and as I I said earlier direct primary care uh, means I deal directly with my patients and and while that sounds weird because people look at me sideways when I say oh I don't take insurance and and, and I sound like uh, uh, either I'm a greedy doctor or maybe I'm not a real doctor and you know but the reason I don't take insurance is there is not one insurance company that is not for profit right what does that mean that means that they have no incentive to use your money on you 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 pay them your money every month, but they have zero incentives to use it on you. Mm-hmm. All their incentives is to keep as much of your money as possible. And so by me eliminating that random guy who's keeping your money and not wanting to spend it mm-hmm. um, and pay me for my services, I rather deal di- directly with you, the patient. Well, that means you, the patient, is my boss, mm-hmm. and I answer to you. Mm-hmm. And guess what? If you don't like me, you can fire me. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, the insurance company... Uh, they tell you which doctor to see. Mm-hmm. They tell you what tests they're going to pay for. Yeah, yeah. And they tell you how often you can go see your doctor, whether or not, oh, we only do that once a year. Sorry. So right. I guess you got to pay out of pocket now, mm-hmm. except you give them $1,200 every month. Right. So, so it, it turns out um, during my model, uh, I, I take care of all your primary care needs. Um, and of course, that means if you're hypertensive, I'm treating you. If you're diabetic, I'm treating you. If you have heart disease, I'm treating you. If you just have a strep throat, I'm treating you. If you know you want to call me at six o'clock on a Saturday, I'm treating you. And so and they can actually get in. So that is the issue these that days. That's a huge thing. Yeah. I cannot find a doctor that like when my kids are sick to get in that day. They're like, you have to go to urgent care. I'm like, but I thought you were the doctor. Right. Yeah. Like, well, and and that's the and I love my kids' doctors, <laughs> but I just <laughs> well, and that's like, that's the beauty about. My clinic yeah. is, um, you know, I'm your doctor, you, you know, you, you, and so if you want to call me on a Saturday at six, guess who's going to pick up the phone? I am. Yeah. Is that like $800 per hour on the weekend? 
No, ma'am. <laughs> totally so kidding. it's it, right. Well, and you well, thank you it's for like bringing an attorney, that up. Like right, but there's 15, no extra yeah, fee. I do it for right. Minutes. So you're not yeah. paying me hourly. You pay me monthly. You just pay a once monthly fee. And if you need to see me 10 times that month, you will probably get in 10 times that month. Wow. Yeah. And and your your fee covers if I need to do any procedures. Um you know, like a toenail removal or uh, drain an abscess, whatever the case may be. I'm not charging you extra Worse. for any of that. Right. And the, <laughs> only, the only time I charge extra is if I dispense medicine or um, I draw labs. So. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. What about, um, I think we were talking pre-podcast, uh, but say there's uh, small business owners that cannot afford insurance for other employees. Right. You had mentioned that you also provide an alternative to yeah. that. Yeah, well, you bet. Um, it's difficult for small businesses to cover, you know, their five or 10 employee at, you know, $800 a month. That's a significant cost. Mm-hmm. And so what ends up happening or what I do, excuse me, what I facilitate is... I help, uh, I'd say to an employer, you get a 20% discount if you enroll at least three of your, uh, of your employees in my clinic and they can see me anytime. Oftentimes, uh, their satisfaction is going to go up. So if you have, you know, Mr. Tom, he's 56, he's a hard worker, he has a lot of the knowledge of your organization, but he has high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. And you're like, gosh, uh, I hope this guy doesn't have a heart attack because he knows everything about how everything works. Right. Well, if he's seeing me as often as he needs, guess what? I'm treating him for his high blood pressure. I'm keeping him out of the hospital. So now you have more productivity out of Mr. Tom. And you're keeping him because yeah. it's hard to maintain right. workforce nowadays. Exactly. And, and so, right. So now you're more competitive because guess what? They're getting a medical benefit right. while working for you. Mm-hmm. And it's not breaking the bank. Yeah. So So what about, what about a one-off? So say somebody hasn't ever gone to you and they're desperate yeah. they're three kids they swear have strep they can't get anywhere and even the urgent care is like crazy is there can they come in for a one-time visit yes ma'am uh i take one-time visits all the time uh and what it means is you know what you have insurance and you you don't you don't want to pay that extra monthly fee I, I totally understand you come in you pay a one-time fee i treat you as if you were my patient for that visit and i give you everything you need i facilitate all your care during that visit and and then you leave a review on google <laughs> And then you come back because then you're like, I'm not even dealing with the other stuff. Or or sometimes you have something urgent that you're like, I really think this is an urgent care or ER, but what if I can get in the next hour? Right. I mean, I might just be like, hey, I'm going to wait. It's going to be cheaper still to go see you, at least get a peace of mind or to know, hey, literally, it's a serious. Oh, yeah. Well, take this. A lot of people have asthma attacks this time of year. I have asthma so bad. Oh, my gosh. Well, good. So good. No, no, not good good that you have asthma, but good that you found me. Because guess what? I have... The nebulizer machines in my office. I have wow. the nebulizer medicine in my office. I have the albuterol inhaler in my office. I have the you prednisone right in my away. office. Yeah. So yeah. I've just saved you a $500 ER trip right. because I have everything you need. Now, it doesn't mean that every asthmatic attack I can manage. You know, if your oxygen is dropping, then I'm yeah. going to send you to the ER. Right. But if your oxygen is holding up, yeah. then I have everything you need to start your treatment of your asthma and so there are many times when i'm saving my patients a trip to the er a trip to the urgent care which means they're saving significant cost yeah for sure and significant time because my son was so sick um the week of after christmas and yeah. we went to the er and i'm not even kidding we sat there for four hours there were so many people in front of us not Aww. one person had gone back and i was just like we're gonna be here till 1 a.m like yeah. You know, can, can you should have had my card? Yeah, 
Well, now I know. I did. I actually called a family friend that's a doctor, and because they had given him medicine, they had treated him a little bit in the waiting room, mm-hmm. um, and he became more stable with his um, high fevers and stuff. And Good. I got the clear, like from our family friend that's doctor to say yeah he should be fine in the morning because i'm just like he's like mom i just want to go home and sleep i'm Mm. so tired like i don't feel good you know i had a fever so well and those always happen the worst time i I know know. that was the worst time and there was people puking all around us like everyone was i'm like great well if i wasn't sick from you i'm definitely gonna be sick now (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah and uh, you know i i think I really appreciate that aspect of my practice. Um, since I've been here in Troy, I've seen someone, you know, 9.30 at night. Oh, I've wow. seen someone, you know, 7 p.m. at night. I've even seen an urgent care person, but they were the the family member of a friend. Sure. Um, and so they were like, hey, doc, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, sure, mm-hmm. sure, why not? You know, so yeah. so I, I'm, I'm reasonable more than anything else. Right. And I'm new to the area. Uh, a lot of people still don't know about me. And so part of my goal is to just have a good impression mm-hmm. yeah. so that people may say, well, yeah, I like really this guy. unique? I was going to say, I don't, I've never really heard of this type of practice before. I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure there's mm-hmm. someone out there, but it's definitely a unique practice of ours and seems definitely more uh, family, family oriented, more yeah. personable. Where are you located in Troy? Thank you for asking. I'm located at 425 East Cherry Street. I'm right beside the corner of Swan Coffee and oh, right yeah. across. Oh. Right. All right, I'm going to look for oh. it. Right. And I'm right across from the PB&T yeah. Bank. Yeah, it's at right at the roundabout. Oh, you you yeah. can't miss me. My Do sign is big and blue. you always wear a bow tie? Oh, gosh. Um, most times, if you see me out and about, I probably have a bow tie on. But Do you have doctor glasses? Uh-oh. <laughs> Like the ones where you put down on the tip of your nose. I'm, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have doctor glasses. I know. Darn it. I knew I was missing something. Ones. I know. Yeah. Yeah. The ones that you keep in the your like pocket. antique. Yeah. yeah. They oh, pull gosh. out, don't even have lenses in them. And the oh, patient's God. like, uh. <laughs> See, now they're really going to think I'm a quack then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These are the invisible lens. Right. Are they? They're new. <laughs> Haven't seen these. One more question. Final question. Um, you do you provide nutrition support yes, with ma'am. the nutritionist at your yes, office? Yes. Yes. Can pe- do people ever come just to Get see the nutritionist? They can. Okay. They can. So, so not yet. Okay. I'm, I'm still fairly new, and oftentimes the nutritional services are in conjunction with something like weight management, or they've just been diagnosed with diabetes, or whatever the case may be. However, uh, if somebody um, calls and say, "Hey, I want to speak to a nutritionist," we are more than happy to facilitate yeah. that. Okay, any other final, final thoughts? Yeah, so my website is myhouseofhealth.net. Uh, feel free to check out my website. All my services are listed, and I'm sure my costs are listed as well. Okay. Um, and then you can always uh, call us at 636-622-9050. We're open Monday to Fridays at from 8 to 5. We'd love to get a call from you. Yeah, and we're, I'm going to have Nikki make everyone a flyer with all this information on it. <laughs> yeah, so we, we will post it. in yes. the community for those that are interested. And I would be interested to know that somebody heard the podcast. They went to you for weight loss. They're mm-hmm. 47. They're in that menopausal age or stage, and they, they just can't lose the weight. Yeah. Have you had success there, I guess? Oh, yes, absolutely. Well, stage, and right? and yes, yes, it is the hardest stage. Um, and a lot, of, a lot of women who do come... You know, they may have had something in the past, like, excuse me, like fentramine that worked. Mm-hmm. And they're adamant, you know, fentramine worked. I want fentramine. I was like, I understand. However, you have high blood pressure and mm-hmm. I can't start you on fentramine with high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. And I'd say something like, okay, tell you what, let's just try this. Yeah. 
if it works, then we'll keep it. If it doesn't, and then they'll come back and we go, like, oh my God, I lost 10 pounds. This is crazy. <laughs> I can't believe this has worked. You know, so, so what you I find. I listened to you. <laughs> it worked. Well, and, the and doctor so, knew what he was talking about. Well, and, and you know, now uh, there's a lot of negative stigma around these medicines. Okay. And, and then there's also this concept, oh my gosh, that's cheating. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like when people do that because mm-hmm. it's, it's not fair. Yeah. And most times the people who say, oh my gosh, that's cheating. They're like 27. Everything is never fine. Had, never They've never, kid. right? They've never had an yeah, issue, yeah. <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. And 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 so I'm saying this to say that all of us are in a different stage, mm-hmm. and sometimes you may not be able to appreciate the stage someone else is in, and so it's not okay to just be hypercritical when you're not in their shoes. Oh, we say that about so many things, or say a mom that's a single mom, you should her house is crazy. Like, don't ever like, right. Unless you, you don't know. know what's going on. You right. bet. Yeah. You bet. Well, uh, so when I was single, I used to be that one guy be like, my kid will never throw a tantrum in the store. It'll never happen. <laughs> and never watch an right. iPad ever. And then, right, exactly. <laughs> and then I have a four year old and we go to Walmart and he's on the floor and he's kicking and I'm like, there's You're no way this him. is like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I just walk out the store with him. I'm like, okay, we're not coming back. So, so yeah, it, you know, it's, it's one of those things. Um, and so there are folks at, as you've rightfully mentioned, that they've, they're, they've been struggling with their weight all their lives, and these medicines are a godsend for them, and it's able to give them a whole new outlook on life, and I'm happy to be a part of that. That's great. That's awesome. Okay, so for the most important question of the podcast, Doctor, what are you having for dinner tonight? Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, you know, this is our closing uh, well, every time right, on the podcast. Well, I'm not super responsible for dinner. It's like between my my wife normally determines what I have so for dinner. Whatever she makes you. Yeah, whatever she makes. I just shut up and eat. I'm just. What's kidding. your favorite dinner she makes? Uh, oh wow. Um, yeah. So so this actually. So when we just got married, she used to make coconut chicken, which oh, is yum. which is um, she takes the, f- the coconut flakes. Mm-hmm. And she f- she almost like batters the chicken uh-huh. with it and then fries it and and oh it was so delicious, yeah. but for some strange reason I always had to like go to the bathroom after eating it, <laughs> and I would still eat it the next time because yeah. it was that good. I don't know if it was the coconut or whatever the case yeah. may be, but I, I I still remember that she hasn't made it in a long time. But maybe I need to. Hmm. Yeah. Hey, yeah. woman, make so me some coconut chicken. Coming from Jamaica, though, yeah. is our food is our food super bland? Like, what's no, your perspective their there? Food's so good. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Um, so, are you asking me to compare American food with Jamaican food, or like, did you come here and be like, "Dude, where's the food?" Or is it not that? No. You know, you know what? So, the flavors that you enjoy growing up in Jamaica are different from the flavors here in the United States. So, like something like mustard. When I was a kid, didn't even know what that was. Yeah. yeah. So my first burger was disgusting because oh, there was yeah. mustard on it. Um, another thing that Do you uh, like threw me now? off. I do eat mustard okay. now, yeah. Another thing that threw me off was celery. Uh-huh. So, so once nobody again, ever, nobody really likes celery. <laughs> right, they say they do. Right, I love <laughs> celery. <laughs> I knew you'd say I that. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I couldn't stand celery. Yeah. For me, it had a strong taste. Be like, no, it doesn't. But for me, it no, did. It does have a strong taste. And so, and I could not stand celery. Yeah. Um, moving here in the United States, um, but now I can. And so, you know, and and you brought up a really good point. Sorry, I'm lengthening your podcast yeah. here, but no. Taste is learnt. Yeah, for sure. And a lot of times my patients, oh my God, I can't stand that. It, uh-huh. it doesn't yeah. taste good. Teach yourself mm-hmm. to like it, especially if it's good for you. Yeah. Right. And, so, um, and so I'm a perfect example. You know, I can eat mustard now. Yes, right. I can eat celery now. Mm-hmm. But when I just moved here at 17 years old, 
Mm. You could not stand me to eat yeah. that stuff. Well, that's what we teach our kids too because we tell them all the time, like, your all this food that we eat nowadays have so many chemicals and they have like that satisfaction point. Like literally science is against you to make oh, you so yeah. addicted to it. Oh, yeah. So then it's almost like an ecstasy for your taste buds. Yes, ma'am. Everything's heightened. You have MSG. So then when you eat the natural God-grown stuff, it's like, ooh, this is kind of blah and boring. You're not used to it, right? Yeah, but if you detox your body from those... Yeah crazy chemicals and just like the hyper bad actually yes it'll be the opposite so then you start eating healthier and healthier and then you go to eat that and you're like oh i don't like it as much as i used to like it a great strategy to detox yourself from that stuff and i don't mean to get religious but is a daniel fast Okay. If you hey, do, no if we, you do a Daniel fast, I don't. I have the look whole at Bible you. Study. Oh my god! <laughs> what? You okay. Bible fast? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I got the I got the ten wow. DVD thing over there too. Oh, this. So this is crazy. So so I've done a couple different Daniels fast. Yeah. And what you the Daniel fast is just a great way to reset your taste buds, yes. resets your body, resets your blood sugar levels, res- because the Daniel fast is literally all plant-based, mm-hmm. nothing processed. Now think about that for a yeah. second. That eliminates all sugar added. That eliminates, um, you know, uh, super processed foods like white flour, white rice, you know, all these things. And what you end up having is this kind of refreshing taste that your tongue like, oh my gosh. And then after a while you start to taste real potatoes you start to taste you know brown rice and some of these other things that we often associate with not having a taste and so you'd be surprised what a daniel fast can do to reset right here and and i cross off maybe this is a key i have have it in my planner for this week it says Daniel fast, but then I crossed it off. I was like, yeah, screw that. Oh, God. <laughs> no, God's saying do it. Right? I actually have a funny story. So I did a fast. Um, this was like back after my first kid. It's been years. But it was, I did a, a liquid fast. And I do believe in fasting. You can't go extreme. You got to, you know, I'm prayerful. That's a whole different topic. That's right. not the point of this. But anyway, I had been on a fast and it had been a few days. And I was like, I was at work. And I'm like, man, I'm hungry. And there was shredded iceberg lettuce, just like the basic cafeteria. Right. Um, and your basic cafeteria cafeteria tomatoes mm-hmm. and i was like oh my gosh i'm so hungry so i got delicious, a little right? pull and i put a little salt on it and i was going ham like i was like why don't i always eat this <laughs> like, right. because i hadn't had you know because i because you if you get my point is is if you get hungry hungry enough, enough. it does start yeah. everything tastes good and then later i went back and tried it again after yeah. i ate and i was like oh right it's not really all that i made it up to be <laughs> well well and and that's part of the issue too is sometimes when we say things like, oh, this is not tasty, we don't like this, part of it is, and this is going to sound just super off the wall, but we're just not hungry enough. Yeah, well, I think of, I go back to, I'm all about missions, and I've been to third world countries, and um, just as America, we're spoiled. And um, I, when people tell me like, oh, well, I don't like this, I can't eat that, I'm like, there's literally babies in Haiti that are eating dirt pies right. that know that their moms know they're going to starve of salvation, and they're making dirt pies literally out of right. dirt. And, and just a little bit nasty, of sugar and a little bit of salt. Yeah, like salt. disgusting. Yep. And just trying to feed their belly. So like it really comes down Feels to like, like something's in it. Yes. Like if you're if you get hungry, like you might just need to be a little bit more hungry, sis. Yeah. <laughs> no. And that's <laughs> you know? that, that is so true. It, it's something that we don't think about often. Um, but, you know, something like the Daniel fast really puts you in a different place. It makes you appreciate 
uh, not just your food, but your body just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And, and the story of, of the Daniel fast in the Bible is also just a great story mm-hmm. of, of what is healthy and what isn't. I don't yeah. know if that makes sense. Well, yeah, they no, flourished yeah. when they went yeah. to the best yes. for a period of time. Yes, right? yes. yes. And, and I'm also on the, the whole aspect of we don't have to be extreme with the things that right. we do. Mm-hmm. We just have to be wise. And if, if we're wise, then you're going to do your body well. Mm-hmm. If you're extreme without wisdom, then you're going to harm yourself. We're going to just keep this podcast going on forever. I have one more question. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of women that fall into this too. You know, you talk about like whole foods or the Mediterranean diet and all that stuff. There are a lot of women out there that still buy pretzels because they're no fat or they're getting the alternative sugars that do not include stevia and they think they're doing okay. And I'm just going to confess on on national podcast TV <laughs> that I've had a Diet Coke. I've had like three Diet Cokes. Sorry, Dr. Pepper, when we organized oh, a God. cleaning job. Sorry, Dr. Pepper. So bad. She tempted me, and I was like, you know what? If we're doing a final clean, we can have one of these. It's so, bad. so it's okay because it's like the Mountain Dew thing. It's not going to kill me. <laughs> right. But the substitute sugars or the misleading marketing that says no fat, have this. Right. What are your thoughts? Oh gosh, you see, you're going to get me started. So, how much time do we have? Yeah. Right. So, so I'm a minimalist, meaning that if I think there's a way to do it naturally, then there's no reason to add something extra to it. Um, I'm also a naturalist in the sense that I think nature has provided ways to do things. There's no, man cannot improve on what nature has provided. What does that mean? That means sucralose, it's a Mm -hmm. man-made chemical. In my opinion, I don't think it should be in our food at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, Same for some of the other artificial sweeteners. Now, Is stevia (coughs) bad? Just tell me the truth. Stevia (laughs) is a natural sweetener. Natural meaning it's made in nature. Okay. Now, just because it's made in nature, it doesn't mean it's not bad or good. But what it means is that your body would probably have the mechanism to break it down. Something like sucralose, it does not. Um, And now, going back to this whole natural thing, the the, the reason we're needing these artificial sweeteners is because we're doing the regular sweeteners in excess. Take things like high fructose corn syrup. Take things like glucose Mm -hmm. or sucrose, table sugar. We're doing this so much right. that now we think that an artificial sweetener That's right. Right, is, well, is yeah, a good alternative, but it's not. A soda used to be, when it first was invented, it was actually a dessert. So like you ate your meal and then you went out for a soda like you would ice cream. Right. And now we have soda, like some With people only drink that during right. the day, you yes, know? Yes, like 32 ounces, 44 right. ounces. And I'm like, oh. Eric. <laughs> and, and, so, and so I'm a big fan of just... Just calm down on the soda. <laughs> just you'll get used to it. If you right. start drinking half and half sweetened, unsweetened tea, you'll get yeah. used to that. Right. Then you can go yeah. three quarters, quarter. Well, Dr. Paul, thank you so very much again for joining us. We we're so excited about this podcast. I thought it went so, so well. So good. So, so much good info. It was. Um, so thank you. And for any woman out there or in the community that is local to Troy and, you know, maybe he spoke to you or this podcast spoke to you, um, you know, give him a visit or connect with us. We'll help you get in touch. Um, so thank you so very much. Thank you so much for having me. See you, you next time, time, mamas. See you later. See you next time. I'm sorry. Thanks for listening to another Align Mama podcast. We hope you found value in today's topic. For more mama resources, go to alignedmamas.com, follow us on social, and join our Aligned Mamas community Facebook group to connect with other moms just like you. We'd like to hear from you. Have a podcast topic? 
Want to get in touch with us? Want to share your story as a guest? Email us at alignedmamas at gmail.com. See you next time. I can see my feelings now. I can see through my mind. And the secrets to shut my eyes.